Welcome to Fem Pop, the pop culture podcast about what catches our eye. My name is Peggy Ray Hargarten. I'm Jennifer Wayne Scott. And let's get started. This is our fifth episode. Yeah. You may not be surprised if you've listened to the last couple episodes that today we're talking about the television show This Is Us. This Is Us. It is something Jen talked about last week and finally convinced me to watch. I watched the first episode and then as soon as my husband got home from work, I very politely begged (laughs) him to watch it with me. I didn't think it was going to be a show that a man would like. I thought it was going to be pretty cheesy. Um, But then when I watched it, I was like, you know, I think he actually might like it. And he did. So now I've seen five episodes already. And Which is how many episodes that our podcast has. <laughs> that is a sign. It's a sign. It's a sign. Um, but Jen, why don't you tell us the basic premise of the show? Right. So This Is Us, in case you didn't realize that was the title, This Is Us is an hour-long drama series on NBC. It centers around uh, three siblings in their mid-30s who are navigating life, personal, family relationships... Uh, etc., and just sort of dealing with life as it comes. Yeah. It's a very well-done show. I think you could call it a sitcom in a sense. Or is a sitcom primarily a comedy? I think a a sitcom is generally more comedic. It definitely, This Is Us has a lot of comedic value to it. Right. But I think a sitcom is generally, you know, intentionally almost absurdly funny, often has a laugh track, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So this is not a sitcom. No. It's a drama. It's, it's very well done. It's very creative. Um, and the music is really, is really well done. I, I personally really enjoy the music. I think in the first episode, the main track was a Sufjan Stevens song. Right. So they're really going a bit underground with it, mm-hmm. which is really cool. And um, the award shows are giving them a lot of attention. Tons of attention. So over the last two years, this is it's in the, this is us is in the second season. Over the past two years, the show has garnered 58 nominations and 26 wins. Yeah. Now, to be fair, some of those nominations and wins are from utterly obscure awards <laughs> organizations. Like, ones you've never heard of. Yeah. It's like, we're going to send you a paper certificate with, like, a tinfoil seal on it for yeah. your award. Puppy lovers unite around their favorite television shows right. or whatever. Right. So, you know, grain of salt. But they've also had some really big nominations and big wins. They've been nominated uh, through the Golden Globes. And this year, Sterling K. Brown won Best Performance by an Actor Yeah. at the Golden Globes. Gave a fantastic speech. We can talk about that a little later. And then they also, at the Screen Actors Guild Awards, won Outstanding Performance by an Ensemble in a Drama Series. Yeah. Which is great, because mm-hmm. to really win that Ensemble Award, you, re- you really do have to take the entire Ensemble into account. That's yeah. the point of that particular award. Right. And if you've got weak links in the Ensemble, you're not going to get it. Right. And these 
actors. Every single actor in the series is strong. Yeah. So the ensemble award was completely appropriate, completely fitting. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, it, it's, it's just, it's a really well done show. Now I have to be honest, when I first started seeing commercials for it, a year ago fall, so about a year and a half ago, when it first came out, I thought it was going to be this overly dramatic kind of fake tearjerker, you know, Nicholas Sparks novel same, same kind here. of thing. Um, so I don't, I don't know. What do you what do you think about that? I don't think that it is, but but. What do you say to that? Well, that's that's the reason why I put off watching it for so. I only started watching this show over the summer. Okay. And rapidly caught up so that I could watch in real time season mm-hmm. two. Mm-hmm. And I had roommates who watched it. They had watch parties. They would get together with friends and have dinner and watch this show. A lot of people started doing that. And I thought, this is... Us. <laughs> Sorry. That's the key, folks. <laughs> Enough repetition, and the people will get on board. Wow, I need help. Go on. Uh, I thought this is another one of those shows that people rally around and get emotionally sucked into, and it's gonna be it's gonna be just plays for emotional appeal yeah. and no actual substance. That's what this must be. This is gonna be another. Grey's in the City, Grey's yeah. Anatomy, yeah. shows like that where it's just like lots of soap opera-y drama. Drama, drama, drama. drama. Right. That sort of sucks you into the like <gasps> yeah. factor. Yeah. Um, so I put off watching it for a long time because I thought I was too cool. Mm-hmm. And then started watching it this summer with a friend. And uh, she she is not such a deeply dramatic person. So I was like, okay, all right, I'll, I'll give it a shot. This is the litmus test. This is the litmus test. And by the end of episode one, I knew I had found a new show. Okay. I don't, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just, I think I completely agree that it's not this, it's not fake emotion. Right. And they don't blow situations out of proportion. Mm -hmm. I think they show people with normal issues and how that can affect their lives. Yes. And they show people with normal difficulties and how hard it is just to be a normal person. Right. And we've already mentioned on the show before how... This is us uses flashbacks as part of its narrative sequencing. Right. So the show does a great job of providing a sense of trajectory throughout a person's life. Yes. So that these things in their adult lives that they respond to in a really big way, and you're watching it and you're thinking, ah, that emotional response is at a 10. And the situation is really like a six or seven. What's going on here? Mm-hmm. That flashback gives you context into what is really going on underneath the surface and in the backstory of that person's life. Yeah. And you see that really there's a lot more going on. Mm-hmm. And their reaction is not just to the contemporary event. It's to everything in their backstory that that contemporary event reflects on. Right. Which everyone in real life has. 
Sure. And a lot of people who don't get that think that this show is just overly dramatic. Mm-hmm. And the fact is, life is actually quite dramatic. Yeah. There's always stuff happening. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the stuff is big, sometimes the stuff is little, but there's always stuff happening. Right. And it to say that life is really not that dramatic, or there's really not that much stuff going on, that means you're not paying attention. Yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. Um, one cool thing about the show in general, I think, is they do the flashbacks so well. So well. The flashbacks themselves could be their own show. Yes. It's almost like a period piece in that you're in, whether it's the 1970s or the 1980s, and they just do the set, the costume, the vibe so well. Meticulous. Um, and it's it's just, it's really impressive to think about how they even put this show together and how they've got to have about four different sets, four different styles of makeup, mm-hmm. styles of At hair, least. styles of costumes, all these things um, that they just think through really well. So Dan Fogelman is the creator of this show. He's okay. also the head writer um, who, who is he? Who is this guy? He, I, I did not know the name before This Is Us, but as it turns out, you know some of his work. Okay. Have you heard of a little movie called Tangled? Love it. Second only to Frozen. <laughs> so Dan Folkeman, uh, you can thank him for his work on Tangled. Okay. Uh, he's been the main showrunner on a lot of different shows, uh, Tangle and movies, of course, Tangled being one of the more well-known. Mm-hmm. Also a show that I don't think you know, but uh, it's called Gallivant. Okay. It is two seasons, currently on Netflix. It was on ABC, was not popular enough with audiences in general, so it got canceled, but it's a half-hour sitcom musical show that takes place in, like, fantasy medieval land. Okay. And it's hilarious, and I love it, but it's not for everybody. Yeah, I mean, that's not... I love musicals. Yes. So I think I could really get into that. The music of Gallivant is written by Alan Menken, who writes the vast majority of music for Disney movies. I love him then. Right. So, like, you'll you'll recognize some of the feel and noises okay. yeah. coming from Galavan. Okay. It's great. So, Dan Fogelman, we have a lot to be thankful to him for. He's, he's a beautiful human. Beautiful human. He writes so well. He writes real people. Yeah. And he writes in such a way that you can find a little tiny bit of yourself in each character. Mm. There might be certain characters you identify more with than others, but you see a little bit of yourself in each character, which is really special because he makes them all so relatable, so real. Mm. Um, At at the Golden Globes, when Sterling K. Brown won his award for Best Actor, he gave a shout-out to Dan Fogelman, thanking him for specifically creating a role for a black man. Okay. Not yeah. just a I role that. Yeah. that could be played by a black man, mm-hmm. but one that was specifically for a black man to really embrace his identity as a whole yeah. and give it dignity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is really special. And, um, I mean, I think you already mentioned that Sterling won the, the Golden Globe yes. for Best Actor in a, in a television series, a drama television series. And he is really fantastic. Oh, he's so I mean, good. I'm, I'm watching it this 
the, the season from last year, so not the year that he got the Golden Globe. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think he is my favorite character in the show. He's incredible. He is so good, so real. Um, his character is someone who you're extremely drawn to, and I just think the writing for his character shows a lot of complexity and a, just a beautiful person. And then Sterling just kills Sterling. it. Sterling. He is Randall. Okay, quick anecdote. So I, all throughout the fall, would spend Tuesday evenings watching this show with two of my friends, this married couple, okay, um, who are also huge fans of the show, and we would have, like, soup and bread and This Is Us. Okay. Sterling K. Brown is from St. Louis. What? At one point in the fall, he flew back to St. Louis for a quick visit. Oh, my gosh. We decided to send him an Instagram direct message. Oh, my gosh. Inviting him to come over (laughs) for soup and This Is Us Uh to hang out. Okay. To be fair, I'm sure he gets a lot of direct messages that are mostly just fans being like, we love you, Sterling. Yeah. Uh, so we haven't heard back yet. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. But the next time he comes to St. Louis, we're going to invite him again. Yeah. To just hang out and eat soup. And I mean, repetition. Repetition. It it's is. clearly working. It works yeah. and it, it, it will work. That's, we will see him. That's the real key to success is if you can just wear people down enough. Yes. yes. Then you get what you want. I have spent much of my life doing that very thing. <laughs> and I will say it's very effective. Extremely, in fact. How um, great would it be if he uh, came to St. Louis and guest starred on this podcast? I think that that's a very real possibility. I mean, this is probably one of the most important podcasts coming out of St. Louis right now. I agree. And the, you know female outlook on pop culture category. I I would say at least in the top three. I would say it's at least in the top 35 female pop culture podcasts coming out of St. Louis. We can have our people call his people. Right. Are we our people? Yeah. And by call, I mean send an Instagram direct message. Okay. Second time's a charm. Second time. Um, so one other thought about that I have about the show is that I mentioned the music already and how I think they've, they make great musical choices. The end of every episode is kind of a, a quick, um, almost montage feel, mm-hmm. uh, with a beautiful, compelling song that sort of slowly draws the the episode to a good close. And every time I'm drawn in and I just love the ending. I don't know if they're still doing that. I'm only on episode five. Have you noticed? It it may not be every single episode that they do that with, but it it is the majority of their episodes. It's the way that they frequently sort of do a wrap-up. Right. Um, So overall, just a very well-made show. When you've got Netflix and Amazon Prime just destroying cable... Mm -hmm. with their content this is us has 
you know, NBC has shown themselves that they can do something well, too. Absolutely. They don't have to just do sugary, sweet sitcoms and, you know, medical shows where hot people are making out or whatever. Um, they We've can... seen that before. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I loved Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. It was great. It was something. For a while. Kind of like I love Snickers bars. <laughs> like... I love Snickers bars. <laughs> I shouldn't eat them. At least often. That's kind of how I feel about Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. But This Is Us, it's worth it's worth your time, and it's, it's really... It's like it's a really beautiful. good sandwich with some fancy cheese. <laughs> Should we do a few more metaphors? Excuse me, that was a simile. <laughs> Okay, uh, so let's talk about final things. Jen, what's caught your eye lately? So I recently watched Baby Driver, a movie from 2017. Uh, if you like action, it's amazing. If you're not a huge action fan, it's amazing. Okay. Yeah, check it out. All right. I also watched Kingsman, The Golden Circle. I liked it, not as much as the first one, but it was enjoyable. Okay. Peg, what about you? What you into? Well, I watched the Grammys on Sunday. It was fantastic. Highlights would be Kesha's performance, Logic and Alicia Cara's performance, and Bruno and Cardi B. Uh, Cardi B is kind of my new obsession. She's very quirky and funny. I also watched Lady Bird, which I loved. It was awesome. I don't think it should have been nominated for Best Picture, but it was really good. Best screenwriting? Yeah. Definitely. Okay, fair enough. All right, well, that's all we've got for today. Again, you're listening to Fem Pop, a pop culture podcast about what catches our eye. I'm Peggy Ray. I'm Jennifer. We'll see you next week.